2: All right. Back with the death lineup. I was out of town last week, so we were on a one week hiatus, but we are back. And there's actually a little bit of stuff to talk about. Bri, what do you uh well, I don't know, uh, are you anticipating the, like it, or is it is, is it football season and we're just kind of waiting for basketball season? Like how are you dealing with this uh this time frame right now? Um I think that time
1: period where it's just baseball and yeah. there's no football or basketball and on top of that the Giants suck. <laughs> it has to be like one of the worst times in sports year round. Yeah, last year especially if you're bad. not especially if you're not like a like an actual like football like in the Europe sense of the word football fan. Yeah. So um like right now yeah, football season's back. I'm I'm going to be dialed in, but the Donovan Mitchell trade made it feel like closer and closer that we're getting back.
2: Yeah, that trade was interesting because my immediate reaction was, and I think I think how you like this trade depends on what you think of Mitchell because some people think Mitchell, because of how he played in the playoffs a couple years ago, the bubble playoffs, right, was where he went off and, and everyone started to take notice. Like if you go back to that time and you go, that's who he is, then yeah, like Cleveland definitely needs a guy like that. But if you kind of look at Last year, I don't know. I I think he's a really good player. I I just don't know if he's the guy to take them over the top. But the the best thing about it is they have a lot of pieces. And even if he's not perfect, they still have pieces that they could work with or or trade or or grab. And it's a nice little team in Cleveland. Uh, I I don't I guess when LeBron is not on Cleveland playing against us in the finals I don't have anything against them so I'm just like oh yeah the 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 perky Cavs yeah um I mean when Utah
1: got rid of Gobert and not now got rid of Mitchell like I feel like for both teams the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Cleveland Cavaliers. I feel like both of them could have just played for another three or four years and kept building what they had going mm-hmm. and potentially been better and kept the picks like down the long run. Like, I think I would have rather seen like, cause if you think about it, like Jared Allen is under 25, I believe like Darius mm-hmm. Garland's young, Evan Mobley's young, like, and they have all those picks. Like I, I still feel like they could have kept building something. And then you look at the Minnesota side with Anthony Edwards, Like, I'm sure there's more that goes into it than just what I see. Like, maybe Carlin Denny Towns is a little upset or something. Uh, He wants someone to win. I don't don't know past that, but I still think that, like, maybe if they just held off from making the trade, that maybe down the line there would have been a better fit because we'll see what the Gobert-Cat thing looks like. We'll see what the Mitchell uh, and Garland backcourt looks like with no defense. But on the Cavs side, you have those two rim protectors that are just, like,
2: the best rim protecting defense in the league. So, I mean, we'll, that's we'll, essentially what Gobert did for Mitchell, right? Like he just cleaned up a lot of mistakes cause he was, he's so good in the middle, but okay. So then the flip side of that cut kind of what you're saying is, is maybe we just wait. And, and these guys, you know, we, we just keep bringing in guys or bring in young talent or whatever. And we just rebuild like that's the thunder. And if you're a thunder fan or if you're Shay, you're just like uh, when, like, how, how many times do we just have to say, you know, next year, next year, next year? You know, they want the, uh, you know, everyone's, the everyone's the bad teams are, are tanking for next year's number one draft pick, but it's like, man, you know, unfortunately, homegrown goes down, and it just feels like this is like uh, uh Groundhog's Day for for Thunder mm-hmm. fans all over again. I would, li- I would, I would like to see them throw some stuff out there and and possibly win some games. But I guess they're just going to be sort of what they were last year. And yeah, we
1: always anticipate the Thunder. Like, I put them in my bottom five team. But like, if you really look at the roster on paper, it's not like, it's like, there's good talent. It's just the Thunder decides to shut down their guys in March every year because, you know, they're trying to tank. Yeah, and they're not picking up any... Vets to help them get over the hump until yeah. until it's right.
2: Yeah. They're they're not doing that.
1: And and I think the Utah Jazz is going to mimic that strategy, just being like the tanking team, like the rehabilitation center, where they'll get an Al Horford and 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 give him a year to sit out and just now flip him for another first round pick or something. Like I think the Utah Jazz will be the next Thunder. But I was actually talking to Alex Spears, who does um a podcast for the Athletics NBA show. He does the Saturday Slam and Jam, and then he's on the Athletics Thunder podcast down to Dunk. And I asked him about that because I'm like, why have we never heard like any angry complaints, any mm-hmm. um, the the what do they call it, the superstar, the I, I forget the word, but like the upset superstar mm-hmm. comments from Shea Gilders Alexander? And he was saying, it, I forgot exactly, I'm forgetting exactly what it was, but I know there's an agent tie, like the agent is like, I don't know if he's friends with um the the GM uh, for for OKC or, mm-hmm. or there, there's something there. That like, I think they've been shutting down some Shea, uh uh not happy rumors, mm, maybe before before they hit the public. Um But but now I mean, you, you, now you wonder again with Holmgren going down and they might just do the same thing again where everyone sits in March. It's like,
2: yeah, I think I think it'll I think it'll happen at some point. All right, so let's talk about some Warrior stuff here. You know, I I feel bad because I haven't even listened to last Andre Iguodala, uh, Evan Turner podcast, The Point Forward Show. I was out of town all last week, which is not all last week, but the the weekend, uh, last weekend, which is why we didn't record because I sort of had to prepare for my trip. But, like, it just got me on an Andre Iguodala-like mindset because we're getting very close to training camp uh was like in like a week or something, right? Like aren't aren't they they're like getting together really soon and uh the plus minus warriors plus minus got back together and they were talking about it so it just kind of got got me in my head mm-hmm. and I thought it'd be fun. Like let's put ourselves in the shoes of Andre Iguodala. Uh Andre Iguodala. what year was he drafted? Like oh three like now that would have been lebron's year i thought lebron was 04 uh, or was he 03 maybe was iguodala a year before let's see iguodala was drafted in 2004 so he's a year oh. after lebron but he's also the same age as lebron i think because iguodala was a freshman was he freshman or sophomore Maybe been a sophomore.
1: He probably came out as a freshman in college, but LeBron came out as a senior
2: in high right. school. Right. Right. Yeah. He came, he 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 didn't have a college a college year. Yeah. So Andre Iguodala started playing in the year two thousand and four, the two thousand four two thousand five season, and uh, he is currently uh, his year thirty eight, age thirty eight season. Last year he played thirty one games. The year before in Miami he played sixty three. The year before that, he played at 21, and in his previous Golden State year, he played 68 games. So clearly, Andre Iguadala is in vet status. He is in. Uh, uh, he he is he is the guy that you're going to bring back uh, to uh, for, for chemistry reasons because he's won titles with the Warriors, because he helps the youngsters, he helps them grow, but at the same time. He also had tons of different pass uh, passions. So I wanted to do a pros and cons thing with Iguidala. So I if I'm Andre Iguidala and I'm writing this list, pros and cons of whether whether to come back or not to come back, I think the number one pro is, and we've we've said this before when, when talking about him, his profile with the media, with the NBA, with fans. Is much higher if he is in the league than if he isn't, and we know he has passions. Uh, we know he has the podcast that is seemingly a, a very successful venture for him. I think it's a, I think it's a great show. At the same time, they they have really good guests, uh, and so all of his businesses probably succeed a little bit more with him being in the league. Do you have any other pros that you can think of for Andre Iguodala? Um, I mean, I think the main pro or con
1: is if he still has the itch, if he still loves it, if he still wants to go out and play and go on the road and the whole lifestyle that's committed to it, does he still love it enough to want to do it?
2: I think another pro sort of related is these guys are his friends, right? If he wants to go play golf with Steph Curry, you know and you're sort of on the team and you're chatting and you're hanging out and you're chat ch- you're you're just involved it's probably the the brotherhood part of it right the brotherhood part of it is is there and it's probably i mean now you know, everyone's on on a text thread so you could theoretically do that as well but he's part of the brotherhood when he's on on the court with those guys and they feel a little bit more connected so i think that is another pro but one con i can think of is uh Man, wear and tear, right? And not only physical, but also mental, you know, just the mental exhaustion players go through with the travel, with not being home, all those things. I think that is a really big con. Like if he's writing on his whiteboard a priority, what's the one that that you know keeps him from saying, Yes, I want to play no matter what? I think it's you know, being away from home and and doing all that traveling away from your family. That's gotta be a big one. A pro, the money that's the other thing but could also be a con because we know what the warriors can offer him right not much and they have a slot and they can you know they, they can't necessarily pay him uh you know a ton of money uh it so says this is not a multi-year contract so it would be a one year deal a one year vet deal to come back i think another sort of half pro and half con is the young players I'm sure there's a part of him that really 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 loves mentoring and coaching up guys. But I think there's also a part of him that's like, man, these guys are knuckleheads. <laughs> like right, like we heard we uh, uh Marcus Thompson and Anthony Slater, I think they partnered on a piece where Jordan Poole uh and Andre Andre had to give Jordan Poole the punishment or something for Jordan Poole as like broke a TV by throwing a basketball and Andre's like that's coming out of your check. That's not coming out of all of our checks, you know. So that kind of thing. There there's something there. I think probably a, a little bit more of a pro than a con, but you know, he's got kids, man. He doesn't want to have to deal with these 19-year-olds all the time. Um I was thinking of uh another con would simply be spending more time with the different businesses that he's involved in cuz on the court it takes up so much of his of his time that, you know, he can't invest as much time in the other stuff and him doing that probably takes him away from doing other things that he likes as well. Cause you got to play basketball and then you got all these businesses and then, you know, it takes away from, from home a little bit. So I see all of those as uh as big reasons. And I guess, you know, there's something that I, I talked to his, his wife about, and I've mentioned this conversation before me and uh, my my buddy Prakash we we were in, uh, I think it's like the Mercedes-Benz, something or other. This is before Chase. So this would have been the year before Chase. And we were, it was a game against, I want to say it was against Minnesota, Katie's last, last year. They were blowing out Minnesota. So we go into this little Mercedes-Benz area where you can get food and stuff. And uh, we see her there. I think her name is, gosh, her, I think her name is Christina. And uh, she was talking about how, like their big worry or her big worry for him is what happens when the limelight is gone. Like, you know, there, there's this, he lives a specific life while being an NBA player. And what happens when that's over? A lot of athletes have a hard time dealing with that. And she was just, you know, she wanted to make sure that they had everything sort of handled and sorted out and organized so that when he did stop playing like he had a safety net and he, and he wasn't going to deal with this stuff like, like other couples. Like it's really hard on relationships too, because, you know, if she handles a lot of the home stuff and then he's home a lot more then you know, you're not like there, there's definitely a, uh, a situation that, you know, then it kind of needs to evolve all over again. So I think that's, that's another thing uh, is to think about is just, you know, how's he going to deal with retirement? How, how does one, one just, Go from the 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 lights and showtime to just being like, hey, I'm going to go read the newspaper this morning. You know, so it's, it's a different thing. All right. So ultimately, the Warriors probably won't make him necessarily decide. But I think they would like to have an idea because they still have to put pieces on the roster. And if Andre is like a nope, then they have to sort of find a, a player who may play a little bit more like him where you was smart, you know, if he's only going to play five to 10 minutes a game, you're going to put him in with young players and he's going to make the court better. I mean, there's not many Andres out there. I, I would imagine not left, but there was a story where they had brought in some vets. So I kind of wondered if that was related. I think Alfred Payton mm-hmm. came in or they, they're looking at Rondé,
1: Hollis, Jefferson, Jefferson, Kenneth Fareed. Yeah. There's uh three and D Ben McElmore.
2: Okay. So, uh, so yeah, so you know those are I I don't know I I guess Alfred Payton probably from a point guard perspective fits a little bit of that bill. Fareed is gosh I haven't heard Kenneth Freed's name in a long time, <laughs> uh, and uh, and yeah so you know Mclemore was at one point he was like one of the future uh, players for the Kings I don't I don't even know what happened to him. Um so if you were to make if you were to guess today september 8th uh 2022 andre iguodala is he coming back for one year or would you bet on him not playing
1: i think it's like you said i think it's um it's either february or nothing at all
2: okay hey, but is he going so are is he in in february then no so you don't think he's playing this year
1: I I my I'm I'm mainly basing it off of just like listening to this guy's podcast and seeing how passionate mm-hmm. he is about this about the podcast, and that that's mainly where where I'm basing it from. And I don't know if I were him, I'd probably I'd probably not not return.
2: And and it's you know it's there I I I, I can see that also it's. It, I don't know. I don't know if it's 50-50, but it sort of feels kind of close to, to that, right? Now, maybe, you know, maybe Steph knows, you know, maybe uh, Draymond knows. Like, maybe those guys are, they have a feeling. Maybe the front office has a feeling, too. But I, I it does feel like it's, you know, kind of like a 50-50 thing. And I'm going to go the other way. I'm going to say yes. Uh, training camp starts on the 24th, so it has it is actually uh, a little over two weeks away, and then their first game is in Japan in on the 30th. But I think like training camp starts, and then they immediately got like got to fly out. Like it's a crazy weird schedule for them. So I'm 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 agreeing with you that you know Warriors are just going to be like, okay, we don't need you until January, and just keep your mind right, keep your body right. And we'll go with what is it, fourteen or, or or how many ever that that they that they need, and then come January he he's there. And I think, at least I hope, come training camp, and you know, because that's going to be the question that everybody is going to ask the vets, right? Everyone's going to ask Steph, is Andre coming back? And his answer, I think, will will be a little bit of a clue, like, hmm, you know. I think he's got a lot of ball left in him. I think that's like, okay, he thinks he's coming back. And if it's like, you know, Andre's got a lot of stuff going on, then maybe it's probably <laughs> a, a, a no. So I think we'll be able to read through those answers from, uh, from these vets. But I, for my own, for my own selfish reasons, I want to see him back. Me too. You know, I, when, when when you were playing basketball in high school, you know i was like watch Draymond watch Andre like they do everything right on offense and defense they may not you know they're not bombing threes like stephen clay but just running plays and setting screens and making the right pass that is those guys make your team better without having to to score the basketball and and you know he he's at 38 now so he's going to be less effective than he's ever been in his career but I just in so much enjoy watching him on the court because I feel like I learn a lot just watching what he does. And then you know we're 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 an Iguadala fan. Like my own uh, m- my own dog is named Andre Iggy Doggy. Like his his first name is Andre, but we just call him Iggy. So we, we got and we're someone
1: big. someone in our family even has his phone
2: number. <laughs> I know, but he doesn't text them. He, he should get, he sh- we should ask JJ to find out. he's no, going to ask. <laughs> he's going to ask, man. Yeah. Um. All right. Wait, I wanted to ask, I'm trying to remember. Oh,
1: do you know how like the Warriors, not the Warriors, just the NBA's roster situation works? Do you know if two ways count as a roster spot? It's because yeah. I was thinking, like Slater was saying on the podcast yesterday, that they had like 13 or something like that. And they're saving the 15th for tax reasons and maybe if this Igadala thing if he comes back but I was like I was trying to count up the guys I was like I thought we were already at 15 <laughs> Like is yeah. Ryan is so, Ryan not signed yet second round pick point guard No he's he signed he signed
2: So okay so the 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 roster as it currently is uh Patrick Baldwin Jr so that's 1 Steph 2 DiVincenzo, Vincenzo 3 the big ragu Draymond 4 Jamichael, five. Kaminga, six. Kavon, seven. Moses, eight. Jordan Poole, nine. Ryan Rollins, 10, Clay, 11. Wiggins, 12. Wiseman, 13. So the other guys who have not are not yet on the roster. So Quinones is a two way. Quinones. 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 Yeah. He's a two way and he doesn't count. He does not count. He's, oh. he's he's not even on the ESPN roster, which does have Quindary on it. It has Quindary, Quindary but, he's, on the team? but he's not actually accounted for with a salary. The 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 three players, or the four players that are on this roster that do not have a salary attached to their name, Andre Guadala, Mac McClung, Guy Santos... And Quindary Witherspoon, uh, Lester Kinonas is not even on this list, so I don't know what that means. I have about no him. clue how it works. Like, I'm not sure if two ways work against the, the 15 men. You got to get Slater, 15. man. You Slater knows I all know. of this stuff. You got to get Slater on your podcast. You're the one who shouted him out at summer league. You should have figured it out. Or, or you know who else you could ask? Coach, who's been standing you up? Oh man, I doubt he knows. No, he probably knows. Actually, he probably, I, he, I think it's part of his job to know. Yeah, yeah. he probably knows. Um. All right, so yeah, so hopefully Andre is is going to come back and everything will be good because it it almost feels bad too. Like I wonder if some of it is like you you go to battle with your guys, right? Like you want Andre on your on your side. He he's, mm-hmm. he's battle tested. He knows what it's like to be in the fight. Like that kind of stuff matters, I think. And you know the Warriors really want one more shot, so I imagine you know Clay and staff are just kind of sending them some notes like we're gonna get another one we're gonna get another one you know we we yeah. need you all that stuff so hopefully it works oh
1: i don't really know how like the statues work because i haven't seen someone who i've watched uh-huh. const- constantly get a statue so i don't know what it takes but like does igadala get one and chase because to me that's four four championships who, but they don't have any at, at chase do they uh-uh they have none well they have that guy who's sitting um if you if you were to put your little background 360 it, there's this mm-hmm. guy who's who's sitting down. I think it was the old San Francisco mayor or something like that. He's a statue.
2: Well, if they did do statues, like one of them would have to be Barry. Well, a TMC, do they get like a one group statue? Well, I don't cool. know. They're they're all in the Hall of Fame now, and we'll talk about that at the end of the show. Tim Hardway's gonna make the hall gonna be inducted this weekend. But Mullen and Richmond are already in the hall of fame. Uh, Al addles is, is like their most famous coach, and he was the coach of their championship team in the seventies. Um, and then you know the, this current crew with with Steph and and Clay and Draymond and Iguodala. Like I don't and, know, they, they run out of statues like at uh, at the AT or Oracle. Like they like we, we're trying to figure out. Okay, Barry Bonds has got to get a statue. Tim Lincecum's got to get a statue. Buster Posey's got to get a statue. Madison Bumgarner's like where are they going to put all these statues? <laughs> Start putting them in stadium instead of yeah. outside. That's a good idea.
1: But uh, is Katie. KD get a statue? I'd give him a statue.
2: I would. I'd give him I a would, statue. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Some of this is like, is he being nice to to the owner? Like, is anyone yeah. is anyone not a KD fan in the, in the current in the front office? Group? Yeah. yeah.
3: Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends nine nineteen. No refund. Subscription auto renews.
2: All right. Uh, so I wanted to shout out Mark Nobita, who has who we we've seen his his uh, comments come in, and I, I've put them up, especially during the playoffs and during the finals. He was he was watching us. I was talking to him. He was in town. He actually doesn't live in the Bay Area anymore. Uh, he lives in uh, Southern California. But he was down, uh, or he was up, and I was talking. To him. I hadn't seen him in a long time, and he's like, "I really like the show." Whenever I can, I try and watch it sometimes I'm supposed to be working and I throw it on in the background. so shout out to Mark nobita I so you and Mark Nobita's daughter Alex, you guys are like two months apart like you 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 were born like right around the same time so uh, so yeah, so there's a tie there to to mark and and Maria and Alex um okay, so let's uh let's talk about my second topic here now. Uh, You know, we've been doing this, uh, what do you expect from, and we talked about Moses Moody, we talked about Kaminga, who else did we talk about, Wiseman, talked about Wiseman, and now we're going to talk about Jordan Poole. I didn't make the graphic for Jordan Poole like I did the other ones, because we had this graphic from the season, (laughs) the pool party graphic from the the Golden State Warriors Reddit, uh, which was awesome. So uh, I decided to use the I wanted to see the pool, party, uh, the pool party graphic all over again. But okay, so Jordan Poole, last year, in his third season, he plays 76 games, starts 51 of them. He averages 18 and a half points, four assists and 3.4 rebounds a game. He leads all of the NBA in free-throw percentage at 92.5 percent. He shoots uh, 44.8% from the field and 36.4% from three-point land. And yet, at 30 minutes a game, I don't know if it's going to go any higher because he did a lot of this with Klay Thompson out of the lineup. So, first question for you, when it comes to what we expect out of Jordan Poole, do you see any of those numbers going wildly up? Uh, wildly. Could we, uh,
1: could the points go from 18.5 to 21 or 22? Is that wild? That That's a good percentage. That's probably
2: like, I don't know what
1: 25, 30% increase. I'd say that's wild. Like that. that would be my guess. That's my wild guess.
2: So, I think that's. I think that could happen for sure. And like when you when you're like looking at this team on paper, you go up. Oh, Clay's back. He goes to the bench. He becomes the six man. And I think Steve Kerr is going to have this really cool um, puzzle w- with the rotation because how many how many games would you expect? Like let's say Steph is completely healthy. Let's say he does not hurt his foot doesn't get knocked to the ground he's completely healthy out of the 82 games how many games does he play
1: you're gonna have to make me look at the schedule because i'm taking away every single back-to-back and i'm taking away every trip to toronto so whatever <laughs> that is you subtract that that's what he'll play if he's 100 healthy
2: okay so like 68 games sure. or whatever yeah, whatever fair. that is and so if he's not playing so so jordan pool plays those 14 and he gets starts at the one in those 14 and so I would assume the same thing happens for Clay. He's going to probably not play the back to backs, all that stuff. And so, if, if let's say Steph and Clay play 68 games, and, and hopefully they, they don't get hurt, because if they get hurt, then it's going to be way less. Jordan Poole starts all of those games. And there may be games where Steve is like, oh, I got to rest Clay and Steph at the, on, the same, on the same day. And so now it's like, oh, Jordan Poole is not only the point guard, but now he's the main scorer, right? Like he's going to lead the team in scoring and in shots and and a lot of the offensive responsibility comes to him. So I do kind of think like there may be opportunities in, let's say 20 to 25 of these games where he is either the first or second option on offense and thus your 22 points may not be uh, all that, all that hard to get to. I I think, I think that's a good, it's a good possibility. Yeah. I guess it's a 15 point increase, not, not a a 15% increase, not a 20% increase, but still that is a, that is a good possibility. Uh, I think the efficiency is going to be interesting too, because, Thirty six percent off of you know eight threes a game is pretty good, but you would think as good of a shooter as he is, I mean, just look at that free throw number, right? There's probably a little wiggle room in that efficiency from three point line, and if he goes up from thirty six to thirty eight, that could be an extra point or two a game, right there. I think, so,
1: I think that Jordan Poole's three point percentage, along with a lot of a lot of other players' three point percentage, should be like you should use like the advanced analytics and split it into two. Percentage on catch and shoot, and percentage off the dribble, because we know he likes to take some crazy ones sometimes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I'd be interested in knowing that percentage. And, I mean,
2: but and, and, I mean, you want to get even deeper. It's like, all right, how many wide open threes because Steph is on the court? Yeah. <laughs> Versus yeah. when Steph is not on the court, where you have to kind of create the opportunity <laughs> uh-huh. for yourself. By the way, well, you know, did you do? Just give me a guess of what you think Clay shot in uh, in regular season from three last year. 30. See, I was thinking it was like 35, like less than pool. He shot 39% from three. I thought he had a games. rough
1: regular season. I wasn't paying attention to the three point percentage.
2: And then, and then for, for clay, you have to separate the shots where he's standing up straight. And then the ones where he's leaning and falling. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, and then yeah, yeah that, those are the, the efficiency numbers for clay. All right. So now I think the thing that I am I mean worried worried is not the right thing but you know we keep hearing that Jordan Poole is going to get a, a a nice number when cuz his contract is up at the end of this season and whether or not they they fix it you know during the season or kind of in the beginning of the season or maybe they wait until the end of the season I think the one thing like even more than the offensive numbers the one thing I would like to see him improve at is just the sort of the strength and the ability to stay in front of his guy, like that, that is the one thing, like we saw it in the playoffs. And, and the reason why it was so magnified in the playoffs is because as we know, playoff basketball is is a little different. It's more physical, you know, it's more, it's, it's, it's less just get out and run and jack up shots. But there were moments when we were both like, come on guy. Like you, like, this is, this is a time for you to be tough here. And, 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 you know, he, he showed his moments, but he also showed moments where, Kerr's like all right we got it we we you know we got to make a change because he's getting a little a little uh, manhandled here i don't know i don't know if weightlifting or whatever like cuz he's got a great shot i don't know how how affect you know you don't want to mess with that but I'll, you know we know curry lifts weights curry's uh, uh, he's a pretty strong guy but i would just like to see that base get a little bit stronger we know he's quick uh that's the place where if he even gets uh, you know, if he was a a C minus grade defender and he just gets to a C plus B minus, that is a vast improvement. And that's where I'm like, give this guy as much money uh, as mm-hmm. possible because he's, go- he's showing that he's going to be that guy because we used to hear that with Curry, right? Everyone wanted to take Curry one-on-one and then he had to hold his own. And this guy's in his mid thirties now. And he's a, a better defender than he's ever been, even though he's not as quick as he was because he's strong. He's smarter. He's got the hands. He's got the uh, the ability to to hold his own. So, you know, Jordan Poole has a long time until he gets, hits his mid-30s. But that's where I want to see him improve.
1: And it's not like he doesn't have, like, the tools to to not do it. He has the height. He has the frame. Like, imagine if, like, current-day defensive staff had, like, Poole's tools. Like, I think that Steph would be a pretty darn good defender. Uh, But, yeah, I'm with you. And and Poole's been someone who's improved so much every summer. So I would love to see if he dipped into that. He's been working out with Steph's trainer. I don't know how much that's going to help with defense, but that's a a good sight to see, I'd
2: say. I'm going to go on a limb right now and say he's winning six-man of the year. And the only thing that will stop him from winning six-man of the year is if somebody gets hurt and he's got to start. And he's starting. Yeah, Yeah, agreed. So I I think that I think that is his that is his award to to lose lose for this season. I'm I'm interested on his uh,
1: combination, like because I remember Wiseman's rookie year. There was a lot of talks on like there was like some like chemistry between Poole and Wiseman, how they wanted to play with each other more. And then Poole was sent to that little G League bubble in Orlando and that was the game. I think he had a really, really good game. I think it was against the Trailblazers or someone, some team like that. And everyone was trying to call him back from the bus. Like, no, wait, don't go. You're... <laughs> but I remember that there was supposed to be like some little chemistry there. And then Wiseman goes down. Wiseman doesn't even play this whole season. So I'm wondering, you know, Poole's going to get a lot of reps this year with Wiseman. Mm-hmm. And I really want to see how that looks.
2: Oh, gosh, I'm, I'm so excited to see how Wiseman looks with everybody.
1: Me too. Me too. But... Um... uh do you think that this is kind of off the pool tangent, more on like a quick little Wiseman tangent? Do you think they need another backup center just in case, like kind of how we, we 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 re-signed Jimmy G for for trailing, you <laughs> know? Do you think that another center needs to be re-signed for?
2: Okay, Wiseman? but Wiseman is the backup, right? Like Kevon yeah, is the starter.
1: No, I know, I know, but the backup to the backup.
2: Um, like I don't uh, know who's prob- out there. Probably, I, probably I have- not because they have Draymond. Oh man, that poor guy's back though. Well, well, back well I mean the hope is is that he doesn't have to play much, five, right? Because if Wiseman, if Wiseman and and Loon play well, then maybe you sacrifice some of those late minute, those late game crunch minutes with Draymond as the five and just go, we need to learn how to win basketball games without Draymond as the five. And and so that that might be the thing, but um, you know, and and I'm sure Jermichael Green is probably going to play a little small ball mm-hmm. five as well. So I think with those guys and Kaminga play a little small ball five, you can probably get away with it. But they're not going to be that team defensively. Who is that? Their five is their best defender, unless it, unless it is Draymond, right? But but they're they're going to be a team where um the, the the way that they win basketball games is not at the end of the game because they have Evan Mobley swatting away shots or Rudy Gobert swatting away shots. That's just not the way that's going to happen. Okay. So this next thing here is very near and dear to my heart. And I know that you did not grow up. You don't, you've never seen this. You've seen this man play one basketball game live. And I'm going to tell you when that was, but Tim Hardaway this weekend goes into the basketball hall of fame And the one time you would have seen Tim Hardaway play live, we went to a semi, it wasn't a semi-pro league, but it was like a, a minor league basketball game. And they played in San Jose at the San Jose Civic Auditorium. And it was, I think it was called the ABL or the ABA or something like that. And we got to see Tim who was his, his NBA career had ended, but uh, you guys, I don't know. You're probably like four years old or five years old or something. And and we went to see Tim play, but do you have it? Do you like, do you know anything about Tim Hardaway? I was about to say like
1: out of the three of them, like, and he's probably like top two popularity wise. I feel like Harden uh, Hardaway and Mullins were like the top two I knew, but I feel like I know his game
2: the least. So Tim Hardaway and I'll, I'll I'll do a little history here with Tim Hardaway because when I was growing up he was my favorite player and he's like if you're going to say historically who's your favorite player of all time it's Tim Hardaway. Uh and the Warriors uh in 1988 they drafted Mitch Richmond a uh, 5th pick out of Kansas State. And Mitch Richmond was great. He was rookie of the year. They already had Chris Mullen from the 1985 draft. Uh, and so those were two nice little pillars for them. But they had a point guard, and you, I think you will recognize this name. Point guard's name was Winston Garland. He has a son who, who, who is a, a very good young player in today's NBA. And he was the Warriors point guard. And so the Warriors made the playoffs. And I think, uh, they lost to the Suns, and Kevin Johnson was the point guard on the Suns, and he came from he was from the Bay Area. He's a Cal guy, and he's just too fast for poor Winston. And he's just you know going to the whole layup, layup, layup. And so Don Nelson, who was the coach of the Warriors at that point, was like, "We need someone who can play with Kevin Johnson." And so Tim Hardaway out of uh, Texas El Paso. Uh, I think he says he's six foot, but he's probably like 5'10". But he's built big legs, big arms, big shoulders. And he comes in, and he also wins uh, Rookie of the Year from what I remember. So Warriors had two back-to-back Rookies of the Year, Mullen, Richmond, and Hardaway, and then they would form Run TMC. There was also a hamburger from McDonald's in the bay area called the tim and chris burger and then chris said nope it's called the chris and tim burger and they just went back and forth chris and tim tim and chris and it was like a it was like a hamburger with some bacon in it and, and something or other but uh, the and barbecue sauce i remember barbecue sauce so they're they a pretty big thing but in, if you think about the late 80s the 49ers are you know three-time champions by then the giants are in the world series. So it is, the warriors are still very much the third best team or the third most popular team uh, in the Bay area. And, and even behind the Oakland days, because the Oakland days are also very good at that time. So the warriors are just kind of like, you know, what, like kind of like what the sharks are right now. Like they have a hardcore fan base, but they're not like the popular team of the Bay area. Thanks to run TMC. They start, they start bubbling and bubbling and bubbling. And then in uh, 1993, the Warriors draft Chris Webber. And you've heard of Chris Webber before. And so they got Webber. They got Mullen. They traded Mitch Richmond for Billy Owens. They drafted a guy by the name of Latrell Sprewell in 1992. And then they have Hardaway. And so me, I'm I'm like uh, 16 or 17. I'm like, this is going to be the greatest basketball team that I've ever seen in my whole life. Like, forget Michael Jordan. This is it. Tim Hardaway tears his ACL before the season starts. And Avery Johnson, who was the, who, he was eventually the coach of uh, the, the Spurs and and the Mavs, I think. And and he played, he was a point guard uh, on one of those Spurs championship teams with Duncan and, and Robinson. He's the point guard. And he did a good job, but they get eliminated in the first round by Phoenix. Charles Barkley just kills us. and. It, it it was sad times, and then Chris Webber, being the coward that he is, uh, decides to leave because he's not getting along with uh, with Don Nelson. Don Nelson was a coward too. They both were cowards. They ruined my childhood, not even my childhood. <laughs> they ruined my my late teenage years because that was about to be the best basketball team of all time. Was there a rookie contract then? So did he like stay for the four years and then leave? Mm-mm. I'm gonna tell you what
1: happened.
2: Oh. <laughs> OK, you know how today in today's NBA, they have the rookie scale like the, their salaries are capped and then, you know, they're signed for uh, how many every years and then they they have like the team it's restricted free agency. And all, so all that did not exist. <clears throat> Basically, Weber made like 80 million for eight years or it was so, something like that, except the Warriors gave him an opt out, a player opt out after the first year of the deal. And so he didn't want to play center. Don Nelson was playing the sm- the small ball before anybody else played the small ball and Weber was his small ball center. And look, Weber's like six, 10 Like he's not a small man, but he did not like playing center. He wanted to play power forward. He wanted to have more ball skills. You know, he didn't want to be battling against these giant men. Cause back then there were a lot of big centers. And so he cried and cried and cried and, and they shipped him out eventually because he just wasn't gonna play. So at that point, no Weber, uh Mullen was getting a little a little long in the tooth, and Hardaway comes back. Then him and Spreewell don't get along. So they trade Hardaway to the Miami Heat for Bimbo Coles and oh, some other guys that, that you've you've never heard of. But then Tim has a, a pretty good career in Miami. There was one year where I thought they had a chance to win the championship. I think it was a, it was a post-Jordan year. It was the year after Michael and Scotty won their last title. And it was a strike-shortened year. So they, they didn't have the full 82 games. And so the, uh, Miami Heat were the number one seed in the East. And they lost to the number eight seed New York Knicks. And I was so mad. I was so mad because... You know, my I knew my Warriors weren't gonna do anything. They they were like a doormat team after the that whole mm. situation. But I could still root for Hardaway, and so I'm just in on Hardaway. And then they lost. And you know, the the Heat and Chicago played played in some fun games. Alonzo Mourning and Tim Hardaway were a fun team. But that was also back in the NBA where you're scoring like 85 points a game, and it's all defense, and it's all bad shooting, and it's all you know, no one, no one can really score the ball. So the basketball wasn't, wasn't that great, but uh, anyway, so Tim's post NBA career, he does a little bit of broadcasting. Um, he was doing a little bit of the inside the NBA. I remember he came on one time and your uncle remembers this one. So he, you know, it's during the playoffs or something. And and so uh, the movie uh, bad boys ha- had come out and mike lowry and marcus burnett are like will smith and martin lawrence those are the characters for bad boys and so one of the um one of the broadcasters was like asking hardaway he's like oh what's the nickname that 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 you have and he goes bug Is nick people called him tim bug like that was his nickname he's like no no, no not that he's like oh mike lowry but like, he gave his nickname as tim bug on on live television <laughs> So, career, NBA career's over. He he has a, I don't even remember the context of this conversation, but he goes on mic about homosexual lifestyle. I was about to say, he got canceled. And he was canceled completely. I was so mad because, not only because he said what he said, but also because I'm just like, You know, when you want to root for when your favorite player just says something so dumb and then just gets raked over. You couldn't really be a Tim Hardaway fan anymore. And so it's year after year after year. You know, his son, Tim Jr., uh, who probably could have helped the Mavs last year. Uh, You know, they got to the Western Conference Finals. If he's playing and not hurt, you know, maybe it's a closer series for Warriors and the Mavs. But uh, he's got the kid... And, like, I'm just thinking Hall of Fame's never coming. It's just not – it's just – like, he – what he is now known for is something really, really negative and and bad, and he kind of forgot about how good of a player he was. So, finally, this weekend, he gets his name called – I don't even know who's uh, inducting him. I'm not even sure. I know in some of the media, Isaiah Thomas, because they were both from that Chicago area – Uh, Hardaway was the king of of the killer crossover. So his crossover was between the legs, slight hezzy to the right, and then cross back over left. Like it was, that that's what he's known for. And that was the first time, I mean, everyone's had a crossover, but it was sort of like the first time like a point guard had a signature move that everyone knew was coming and he could still get to the hole. And they're they're like calling it. They're like, oh, setting him up for the crossover and then boom he's he's to the hole. Uh and so I'm so happy that that this is going to happen. He sounds like like a changed man. He sounds like someone who has learned and really he's taken a beating but he's learned and he's come out better on the other side. He's got a son in the NBA. I can't imagine how proud he is of, of Tim Jr. and I just, I, I'm so excited! I mean, I'm I got to figure out how to watch it. I don't even have NBA TV, so I'm not exactly sure. Maybe I just have to watch clips on did YouTube. Did you get
1: the Did you get league pass
2: version of 2K? No, I didn't. Uh, <laughs> I bet mean, I get it because you wouldn't tell me if if they had old games or not. Yeah, there's but too was much. Gonna... There's too much NBA for me to watch as it is. So I was like, ah, eh, I don't, I don't need it. But I do. I would like to watch a lot of the old footage. Yeah, I was about to. I agree, but I was about to say, I'm pretty
1: sure. Tim is, like, uncancelled. I don't – Yeah. the cancel culture is eh, whatever. But I think that he is I, – I think from what I've seen, like, he has definitely a different – changed. He's changed.
2: Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so it'll be fun. It'll be great and hope to see some of the old players, you know, Mullen, Richmond, um, Alonzo Mourning. Those guys will be great if they're there supporting him because I think – I think um Zoe might be the one who's not in the Hall of Fame out of those guys. I'm not sure if Zoe is in yet. He might be though, but uh, but yeah, lots of love uh, for for my guy Hardaway. So I feel I feel I feel pretty proud uh, about that because uh, you probably thought my favorite player is Michael Jordan or something. I would guess. I actually I actually don't know who I would have guessed for you. Like I probably would have just went on a. Like, how old were you when Sleepy Floyd pay, played? So Sleepy Floyd was my very first favorite player. I was like... That's what eight. I would have guessed. I was like eight when he was playing on the Warriors. Okay. eight From eight to, like, 11. Yeah, who's my first My first favorite, though? Still, I still, I still love him. Uh, he doesn't do a lot of stuff, but I still get a kick out of, like, when the Warriors bring him back and stuff. I, mean, I remember how they were bringing, like, a, everyone back for a game, a home game <laughs> last year. He, he went back one time. But yeah, Sleepy Floyd, but Hardaway was like... Because I was in high school by then, man. You're just like that's the cool guy. He did a commercial with Spike Lee and he audibled in a line that said, I got skills. And that was kind of a thing back then. He always did this thing with interviews too. You would ask Tim a question and you'd just be like, Tim, uh, you know, there's a moment in the game where, you know, Nelly did this and and you got one-on-one and you scored, you know, tell us about it. And he'd go, um 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 and then he'd talk and then he'd go yeah no and then that would be the that you when he said yeah no that was that's the end of the sentence and you can ask another question so uh all right last thing so you mentioned 2k and i don't know how many video game players would possibly listen to this show but what what do you think about the new game like out of what you've heard like i haven't watched a lot of the youtube videos but i don't know it just seemed everything seems so big like the game just seems giant i'm almost intimidated just to like try out stuff on this game like 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 the city got bigger is that what you're saying so many new modes like they they, they have you know the jordan thing and then they have like the 80s and the 90s and the 2000s and all that stuff and then yeah the my player which is the more the my career what was which is what we do and I'm just like, oh my gosh, I want to play everything. But how do you yeah, play right? everything? You, you don't have time to play everything.
1: No, you don't. You really don't. So oh, you're, gonna have to, you're gonna have to pick and choose, man. Are you just Maybe, gonna stay,
2: you're gonna stay on your my team and your my career
1: or your my? I player? don't know. I, I think playing Diamond Dynasty, the baseball one, like it's it's so much better than my team. Oh yeah. So, like I've gotten really good at my team, mm-hmm. and I never spent money, never spent money at it, and I got really good. But it's like I'm wasting away my life here, man. <laughs> like, it's because in my team, you could just like, like the 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 cards you have to grind to get are only the best card in the game for like a week, and then Two K will release a buy card, like you said, a card you have to spend money for that Uh-oh. is like the same. For baseball, like they let every you let you get everyone. Yeah, like if you just try, you'll get everyone. You have the best cards in the game for the MLB of the show. So. the the the, my team one's frustrating and
2: i'll probably still play it the show was really good i think the show was the culmination of everything i ever wanted in a sports game and stuff that i didn't even know that i wanted in a sports game i just want to play with my friends like yeah that that, yeah that i mean that's the thing about 2k that's why we were able to do that and yeah 10 30 at night and and stuff playing and so yeah it'll be fun but all right, yeah tomorrow is 2k day so Friday people listening to this on Friday happy 2k day I imagine the servers are going to be all jacked up tomorrow because everyone's going to be be trying to play I just want you to get my build going uh, whether I'm a a power forward or or a center or whatever Uh, I just want my build ready so I can build up my guy and then you guys tell me next week if the servers are allowing people to play online and then we can jump on Clay canceled two K. Clay did? Oh, because yeah, of, because his of. But uh, well, he's the second highest three point shot rating in the whole game. I know. Wasn't it, it it's like still Steph like ninety nine and Clay eighty eight? Yeah, but that's like pretty low. But he's the second highest. Who else? <laughs> but I think he's tied with some people. I'm actually not yeah. sure. But yeah, uh, I, I I I don't know like, what. We, I, I mean, we just talked about his number. He shot thirty nine percent from three last year. It's not like he shot in the forties. That's at least like a 90, then, right? That's pretty. I don't know. Maybe they, maybe, they watch some of those, maybe they watch some of those playoff games. <laughs> but I'm sure it was high <laughs> volume, too. Like, I think he deserves it. Well, I mean, the guy takes like the hardest shots. <laughs> yeah. He takes almost as many hard shots as Steph does. It's kind of, it's yeah. almost like a one up. Some shit. He's like, oh, oh, yeah, Steph, you can make that one. Okay, well, watch this one. And he just throws <laughs> up some crazy shot. <laughs> all right uh we're done here but we'll be back next week and and yeah the season is coming training camp is starting the 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 tour to, to japan is coming so uh we'll have something even even if the news is light we'll we'll figure out something because i still want to talk about expectations for uh divincenzo expectations for green it's, it's kind of hard to talk about uh pb and j and uh and Ryan Rollins, that maybe we don't do those guys, but uh, maybe maybe after we watch some of the preseason, maybe we do talk about those guys. But yeah, uh, we want to do some more little profiles of guys, and and uh, yeah, we'll figure it out. So um, quickly, what was on uh, what was on the Bam this week? Bam, we talked about
1: the Donovan Mitchell trade. I thought it was a really good podcast. Uh, Alex said we talked too much about Isaac Okoro and not enough about the actual <laughs> Cleveland Cavaliers as a team, which we might have, but uh, I don't want... You know what? I'm just going to say it, and if it doesn't fall through, that's fine. We'll get more viewers out of it regardless. John Krasinski is p- apparently Tuesday. What? Obi got, OB got John Krasinski, athletic Minnesota Timberwolves beat reporter. You guys are be talking to him studying, on Tuesday. Man. I know. I'm going to get to the books.
2: but yes. Yeah, that's amazing. Congratulations. Yeah, so make sure it happens.
1: Yeah. Make sure to subscribe. And if we don't get John on Tuesday, who cares? You're still subscribed.
2: <laughs> so yeah. Find uh, the BAM on, uh, on, uh, all of your ways you get podcasts. but you guys are also, you guys also have a Facebook page out. Yeah. I just started a Facebook page. For and you. are you doing but, any YouTube stuff yet? Not until we get verified to live stream. True. Yeah. True. That
1: why is it taking so long? You know what I haven't tried? Well, we only do basketball once a week and I only tried for the basketball show, so I haven't checked. I'm sure we're good to go now.
2: Yeah, yeah, you should be. Uh, cuz yeah, like uh, uh, we have very few YouTube subscribers on this channel. I'm looking for I'm going to try and increase that uh, with with some clips and stuff, but um it's yeah, I mean it's it's just good to to be in as many places as possible, I guess.
1: Yeah. And Our- if uh if if I told the me and GSW Reddit were talking. Uh, not recently. I told you I, I hit him up again recently, but if, if I told him to listen to the show, so if GSW Reddit on Twitter, if you're listening to the show, check your
2: DMs. I asked you to be on the podcast. Let's do it. I mean, you know, how, how can he not be happy with us taking <laughs> this? Promo. Come on, look at the pool party. His <laughs> his his graphic at the pool party. We're giving him credit in in, in the graphic and the handle. Uh, yeah, he's got It's a, probably not I, even his graphic. Well, I, I that's where I saw it. That's where I snagged it from was his Twitter. So, yeah, that'll be fun. I w- I would love to bring him on. So, if he's interested, we are here and we'll we'll, do, we'll 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 pull up a third window here on the video. All right. Uh so we'll be back next week for Bri I am double G. We'll see you when we see you. Congrats to Tim Bug. Peace out.
0: That's three months free at alltrails.com slash podcast with code PODCAST23.
1: Mike Rowe here with a radical idea. If you want to see more companies make more things in this country, buy more things from more companies who make things in this country. I refer in this case to the incredible t-shirts, sweatshirts, blue jeans, and more made by my friends at American Giant.